Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to NFL Trend Zone. We were off for a week for Thanksgiving holiday. I was in San Francisco visiting one of the co-hosts, Wes Johnson, and seeing the Vikings at 49ers game. But now we're back after that brief hiatus to talk about the NFL's playoff picture from the AFC, NFC. We're going to go through it all. That is on the docket tonight. First, per, per usual, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is back and better than ever. It has a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use this promo code BLEAV50, believe 50, to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. As I said in our intro, this is our playoff picture episode, and we might have this topic down the stretch because it's just so damn intriguing. And the thing that makes it intriguing is that it can vary so much because there's so parity, so much parity in the NFL right now. For instance, at this time in a normal year, usually the Chiefs have separated themselves and proclaimed themselves as AFC frontrunners. But we'll do this momentarily. When you look at the batch of teams in the AFC, assuming the Chiefs aren't on their way back to that Herculean stature that they normally have, it's just like eight teams that you're like, I could see them getting hot and somehow reaching the Super Bowl. And for the longest time, the NFC, there was four or five teams that could get to and win the Super Bowl, but then they started to suck for three or four weeks. And now they have dropped down to kind of playing to the level of an ordinary teams. I think the lone exception is probably the Cardinals and Packers. And as Cardinals get a mulligan because without the quarterback and the Packers play with Jordan Love for a game. So I'd say outside of a couple teams, it's really wide open. And that's why this these particular playoff picture episodes we'll do are so damn interesting. So we're going to go down the line. We'll start in the AFC. On the whole, I like the AFC a lot more because I hate everybody in the NFC that's not named the Vikings. Uh, when I watch AFC football, I'm generally happy. When I watch NFC football not involving the Vikings, I just hope that those teams do poorly. And that's that's my seething resentment towards those squads. But at the top of the AFC is the Baltimore Ravens. Somehow, some way, they are eight and three. It's it's weird because the quarterback Lamar Jackson obviously is a very talented football player, but because they're they're number one seed in the AFC, we tend to think oh he must he's he's carrying them by their 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 britches and he's really not. They're winning in spite of his turnovers, and they'll be there in what a month month and a half month and a week when the playoffs start. But on the Ravens, I I can see them tunneling their way to the Super Bowl, but I don't think. It doesn't scare me if if I was, you know, like Jason, who who loves the Broncos. Jason, tell me about these Ravens. What do they do for you? Yeah, oh gosh. You know, I, I watched the Ravens-Browns the other night. I had a little vested interest in that game, uh, obviously going for the Ravens. I uh, wanted the Ravens to win uh, because they are the front runner of that conference. I figured it'd be 
you know, I, I like you want every other team in the my my entire conference to lose, <laughs> especially the division. But now, the conference, and um, uh, I was so disappointed in what I what I witnessed. It was the ugliest batch of quarterbacking football play I have seen in so long. Four interceptions, four, um, and they and they got out of there with the win, which is good. But, you know, oh man, I, I don't know. We, and I know how, how, how Ravens football turns, it, turns out once playoffs come around. I, I just I don't see them as the best team in the conference. And to be honest with you, not even close. I, I, I don't know who the best team is in the, in the conference yet, but it's not them. No, it doesn't feel like it. Uh, Wes, I know you had Lamar on one or two of your fantasy teams and you sweated that one out. <clears throat> um, but tell me about, tell me about the Ravens football team. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a mixed bag for me. I know their record puts them at the top of um, the AFC right now. Um, they have played some playoff worthy opponents, the Colts, the chiefs, they've uh, both beaten. Um, but looking at the rest of their schedule, I, uh, that will really tell the tale. They have four divisional games left, uh, two against the Steelers, uh, one against the Bengals and one against the Browns. Um, they host the Packers and they host the Rams. So, brutal. um, it's pretty brutal for them, uh, over that stretch. Um, I think three and three would probably keep them close to the top of the AFC over that stretch. Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to, that Colts game that you alluded to Wes, that was probably Lamar's one and only just rock star game this year. It was, Uh, you know, and then they got the Colts too before the Colts kind of started to ascend as well. So it's hard to kind of gauge that game. And he was fantastic in that game, Lamar Jackson. Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just like in, like I, I think that was somewhat nationally televised. I think it was in the three o'clock window, or we call it here in the Central Time Zone, the after late afternoon window. And yeah, it, it looked like the 2019 MVP guy. But aside from that game, he's been borderline pedestrian. The, the only the, the the thing that will eternally make him above the rest is his ability to play like a running back when they need to. And no other quarterback has that. So he always gets a nod there. Like, well, if he's not throwing it very well, he's also their RB two, if not RB one. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, that was, that was like his, his game and all the rest of none of the, none of the rest of him come close to being like that. No, so no, I mean, if and every time he turned it over though, every interception, <laughs> it was like the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> They couldn't have uh, taken less advantage of the situation. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. All right. So the Patriots are right there. A half game back. So are the Titans. Uh, the Patriots are a, a very intriguing case study. Kind of in that Belichick versus Brady. Which one was it? Because we kind of put that to rest last year when Brady won the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. And Belichick Oh, ran ran with a team with Cam Newton last year and with like eight COVID opt-outs. And we thought, well, this guy was just carried by Tom Brady. But lo and behold, here we are. We have a serviceable quarterback and a darn good one even as a rookie with Mac Jones. And they're eight and four. And the last time they lost was that game to the Cowboys that went into overtime when Trayvon Diggs did all of his theatrics. 
And so suddenly they are one of the best teams in football, if that can be believed. And I think it's a, a large part because the, the rookie quarterback is not making mistakes. The defense is Belichickian. And oh, I'm, I'm rooting for this team because I would love for Belichick to do damage within that division just to show like, hey, this, this was also me all these years. And I do believe in them. It won't surprise me one iota if they make noise in the playoffs. So I, I believe in them. I, I, to a degree, I believe in the Ravens because I do think Lamar will, will get better. Like this last 12 games, 11 games has been somewhat of an outlier. Um, he may not be as good as what everybody likes to think he is. But with the Patriots, I do believe in them because of the defense. Wes, you and the Patriots. Yeah, um, I think the Patriots, they were able to kind of work through the early season lumps and get into a good part of their schedule and uh, they'd just been winning um their upcoming schedule kind of tell the tale as well uh they still have two games versus the bills um and then uh they go to the colts it looks like which uh that would be it for potential playoff opponents they they go to miami but i don't know if miami will have enough to overcome the rest of the playoff opponents in the chase um they look good they look good uh they added a lot of pieces on defense and i believe that's all starting to gel for them now and as you mentioned um mac jones he's you know evolving as a a rookie quarterback he's learning how to win and um what it takes so i am impressed with the Patriots and and think that they are uh, back. <laughs> yeah, the, the hilarious thing to the both of you is, is that in every way, the caliber of running back, the caliber of wide receiver, how good the defense play. This is just a Brady Patriots team without Brady. Everything about it, the hodgepodge of running backs, three dudes that casual people won't even know their names, but they do an okay job. Wide receivers, pedestrian, but it works. It's just yeah. like every Brady team without Brady, and they have a record that's comparable to a Brady record. Yeah, Here's- let's 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 take that another step and go back to when Brady was introduced mm-hmm. to this team in Belichick in his early years. That's what it reminds me of. Um, a coachable young quarterback that doesn't it's it's identical. You're absolutely right. Man, it's I, I am so glad Denver doesn't have to play the Patriots this year. Remember that stretch when, oh, the, man. when they wanted Manning and even, even before that, I think. Um, but they wanted every year they wanted the Patriots and Broncos. And then for like four years straight, it was in New England. You used to yeah. bitch about couldn't, that so hard. I couldn't figure it out. I could not figure it out. But that's been going on well before Manning even got there. I mean, this is like the first year that we haven't played the Patriots and God, 15 years probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wild. Uh, yeah, they're scary. Very they scary. are. They are. And I, I think 98% of it has to do with the Belichick name attached to it because most of us have given him the benefit of the doubt that says he gets skies. He gets a quarterback that's worth a damn. And hey, they all just think if they had beaten that Dallas game, which could have gone either way, they would have won eight straight games. Yeah. Same with the uh, Tampa Bay game. Yeah, <laughs> they lost on a field goal, missed field goal. Yeah, oh, so wow, yeah, I, I think we predicted in our sneaky 
playoff team segment about three months ago. Now we predicted they'd be good, but none of us thought they would be the tooth seed through 12 weeks of NFL football. Mm-hmm. Uh, one team I'm out on is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I don't think they suck. I don't think they're going to miss on the playoffs, um, but they're the next one here. They're at the three seed and the Ryan Tannehill <clears throat> is exactly like Matt Stafford, exactly like Kirk Cousins. They're, they're really good quarterbacks. Um, but if they're asked to do it on their own, which Tannehill tried to do, did they win Sunday or not? No, they lost no. to New England. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. When he is asked to do it by himself, he's just like Stafford and Cousins. They turn into, yeah, not, they're going to go 500. And I think that's what uh, Tannehill is. When Tannehill has his weapons with uh, Henry and Brown and Julio, I think he's phenomenal. But without them, and you know, only two or three quarterbacks in the world can get by with 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 a lack of weaponry. Um, I just <clears throat> they'll get to the playoffs and maybe even sneak win a game by a field goal. But I I'm not scared by them one iota. Even when Brown and Julio get back, uh, I think Henry really drove that offense and he took the pressure off Tannehill. And don't get me wrong, I I would still say Tannehill's probably about the twelfth. Between the ninth and thirteenth best quarterback in the league, um, but asked to run the show on his own, no thanks. Jason, what do you say about the Titans? Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent with that. Everything you just said, um, and yeah, well, Derrick Henry is. Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago when Tannehill inked that deal. Um, there was a lot of uproar about that because Henry pretty much got him that deal. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how good of a quarterback he is. I mean, he rejuvenated himself. He he was able to establish that he was much better than he was in Miami. Um, I, I haven't watched him enough to know how how precise he is. But no, I'm not I'm not afraid of the Titans anymore either. I mean, there's no reason to be. Um, so no, I'm out on them as well. Wes, I got a feeling you're going to tell us a little bit different story. Am I right? No, no, no I'm not. Okay. Um, <laughs> they. So they made the big off-season acquisition of Julio Jones, who has kind of repeated his later uh, Atlanta years and as oft injured. Uh, I think he might be ready to play this week. Um, but whatever injury bug he has, he transmitted it to A.J. Brown as well. Um, he's on IR for three games. Uh, the offense itself is in shambles. They, yeah, they, they're in trouble. They, they haven't looked good over the last couple weeks. And for a team that's built around, uh, Derrick Henry, and then to not have healthy weapons for Tannehill on the outside, it's just, it's asking too much of, of him to, to try and carry that team on on his own. Yep. And, th- and thankfully for their sake, they've already uh, accumulated a record good enough to have them relevant and in the mix. So I don't any, anybody listen to this. Don't think that we think Tannehill sucks or Titans suck. But when you're talking about being contenders towards the end of January, I do not see them there. I could see them feasibly there with Henry, but not right now. <clears throat> and then point of order, just for you two, I think at the rate that we're going, this is probably going to be the AFC playoff picture show. And then next week will be <laughs> NFC playoff picture because I know we'll spend a good five minutes on the, the Broncos when we get there. So just if you're listening and you expect the NFC playoff show, 
This one's going to be the AFC playoff one. Now we're on to the Chiefs, who were three and four, left for dead. Everybody was out. Nah, everybody wasn't out, but it was very strange to see them struggle. They're all four wins. The first two were meh between the undermanned Packers and the Giants being the Giants. But now they are seven and four. They are the fourth seed. They would indeed host a home playoff game. And it's all a matter of whether or not they get back to chief form. I think that is a, a mystery right now. They, I think they're what, they coming off a bye week here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm hesitant to say they're back because I, I want to see one of those killer games where they just wipe somebody off the map or at least Mahomes looks like any version of himself that's not the 2021 version. So on the whole, I think that they're going to be there and be relevant in mid to late January. And that's just because it doesn't really make any sense that they would just be poor all of a sudden. The defense was to blame for much of the first half season, but because they had some of those get us back to normal games against the Packers, Jordan Love Packers and the Giants, they've played well recently in the last month. So I think the Chiefs will get back to their scary form. It's just not whether that's good enough to blaze through the playoffs. That's what I have to wait and see for the rest of these six games. So I'm in on the Chiefs to be in one of the final conversations of AFC say-so. Wes, you and the Chiefs relationship. Yeah, I I think the Chiefs will be there. Um, They definitely have players on the team with the experience to uh, get them back to the big show. Um. Their schedule is somewhat um, not easy, but you know, winnable, I should say. Um, they have four uh, divisional games against uh, two against the Broncos, uh, one against the Raiders, and one against uh, the Chargers. Uh, they host the Steelers, and then they go to Cincinnati um, on the second of the year, which will probably be a big matchup. So you're looking for a signature win. Uh, that would be the one, uh, in my opinion, uh, to galvanize them a, as a, a surefire contender. They're kind of like the Lakers where you're, you're, you're wondering like, they're, they're good, right? They're going to figure this out, huh? And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I know in my heart of hearts, both those franchises are good right now. It's just that I need to see it. At some point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jason, you have <laughs> intimate knowledge of this team, like I'll say for about three others here. Tell me that tell me about the Chiefs. Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I mean, to be at the end, I in that 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 game that you're referencing where they're gonna come out and smack somebody <laughs> Hopefully it's not Sunday, right? I'll be at that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, and then that schedule that you just rattled off, Wes, that looks almost identical to every other team in the AFC West, yeah, you know, that, that, that Bengals team is lurking there. I mean, like we have four, four division games too. I know this isn't about the Broncos, but the Bengals are there too. And I don't know what, what to think about them either. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the chiefs are going to, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I have to believe that they're going to, they're going to be able to pull their, you know, their defense. I think they moved Chris Jones inside finally back where he belongs I don't know why they started him at the, the beginning of the season out on the end. Uh, I think that probably helped. Their defense has been playing well. And I think that, the, I think that, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll win at least one or two playoff games, at least one. 
that is a nice segue because you brought up the Bengals. They are seven and four as well. And they are the fifth seed. If the playoffs started today, they would go on the road to play the Chiefs. And Wes set that up nicely in a regular season capacity. Here's the deal on the Bengals. I've seen this movie one million times. They've got a good quarterback, a good young quarterback, I should say. They've turned around their franchise. They're good. But this isn't their time yet. They're going to get in the playoffs. Maybe they win a game, um, but they're going to be like the Bills from 2019. I think when they lost to the Texans where Allen looked a little clumsy. And this just isn't quite their time. They'll probably be there in the next two, three, four years, consistent contenders. But they're going to do mediocre team things the rest of the way. And that's going to catch up to them in the playoffs against a superior opponent. Um, they also have a cushion at 7-4. and four. Well, they should be in the dance. Um, but I do not fear them to get to the AFC Championship simply because they don't have a credo to do it. The quarterback hasn't seen it yet. And so many times, good young quarterbacks get to the playoffs and they get humbled. And they're like, this is how the league works. You don't, unless you're Mahomes, you don't get there and start winning it in your first couple of years. So I'm out on the Bengals to reach the AFC Championship. I believe it your turn, Jason. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I uh, compare them. I, I have the feeling that they're going to be very similar to Andy Dalton's early years. You know, they were, they, I mean, they, God, they rattled off some, some decent records, what, 11 and five, 12 and four, one year, even, I think. And, you know, they were always right there, pretty, pretty high up there in the, in the rankings. Mm -hmm. um, I could be over-exaggerating their records a little bit, but they, they were always getting there. Andy Dalton was young. He looked promising, um, but they never, they, they were ousted the first week. Um, and let me interrupt. And, let me interrupt you for just a second. Um, 2012 through 2015, this was the Bengals records, 10 and six, 11 and five, 10, five and one, 12 and four. So you are correct. Oh yeah. So, you know, they were right there. Um, Andy Dalton was young. Um, he looked really, really good in, you know, from what I remember, I mean, mm -hmm. if, you know, putting up 30 some touchdowns per year, it seemed like anyway, I could be <laughs> off, but, um, but they couldn't just, they just could not pull it together. And I don't know. And I'm not by no means saying comparing Dalton to Burrow, but, um, you know, I, if they keep the pieces together, it's hard to say it's, it's really, really difficult to say if it, but you know, they're too young to, to advance this year, I think. <laughs> Yeah, they're making terrific inroads, and they're going to be a great franchise, or they're going to be like the Bills. They're, I think they're going to be just like the Bills. They're going to be a talk of the town for the next five years, but just not quite yet. Wes, are we wrong? No. No, they've definitely had some signature wins this year where they've just bludgeoned people, <laughs> um, but they've also had just some silly, silly games where – they let lesser opponents stick around and sometimes lose to them. They lost to the Bears. They lost to uh, the Jets. And the Jaguars had them up against the ropes for at least a half. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I agree. This year is kind of a, a learning year for them. Um, I could see them, you know, knocking off one of these contenders in the playoffs. Um as kind of a signature win, but I don't think that uh, they have enough experience to carry them deep into the playoffs. Yes. Uh, Burroughs maturation and development is exactly where you want it. 
he's yep. doing he is right there um we talked about Mahomes already too much but nobody is like that hardly ever herbert is like this this reasonable facsimile of Mahomes he doesn't quite do the flashy stuff but he's damn good too so you know it's shitty for jason that both those teams are in the broncos division uh but he's 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 doing exactly what you want from a first round draft pick he's he looked good his first year then got hurt now he looks like probably top 10, top 12 quarterback, and it's only going to get better. So they just seem like uh, either a one and done or squeak out that first one and then get humbled like we've seen. That's where I'm at on them. And that brings us to the Bills. They're seven and four. They are very weird. Very, very weird. They have, Thankfully, they have some momentum right now. They beat an undermanned Saints team. Getting interrupt for just a second to talk about Lightbox. Uh, say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the best, brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are grown in the lab. Because of their process, they create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue as well as the classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price so they won't have to. They really do make an outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add your sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. And I, this kind of has a Chiefs vibe to me that I think that they're good, um, but they've had more turds than a good team should have. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, I don't want Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen anywhere near the MVP mix because the the dudes that they're going up against, uh, Brady, Rodgers is back there all of a sudden. Um, those are the dudes who should be getting reasonable MVP votes. And Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson aren't quite doing that statistically, um, but they're right there in the mix. They're seven and four. They could end in the damn thing. What thirteen and four? That's how good they are. Or they could be ten and seven. That's that's how clumsy they've been at times. So they are a conundrum. I I based on so many clunkers four of them or maybe, i don't know if it was one of those was a just loss but yeah I, I i think that they wrote their own takeover of the afc east too soon and i cannot wait for these patriot bills games because it's really going to tell you if the mad scientist belichick has still got it sans brady because if he can humble the bills either once or twice and look the part then I, I don't know if everybody said like this is the Bills division for the next decade. And they just forgot that Belichick lived in that division and owned it. So uh, I'm, I'm mix and matched on the Bills. They'll probably win a playoff game and be fearsome. But that's a mixed bag. Wes, the Bills. Yeah, the Bills, um, they're kind of similar to uh, the Bengals. They've been pretty up and down on the year. Um they lost home opener uh, to the Steelers. They, their signature win is uh, was in Kansas City. Uh, they're a team that is built to beat Kansas City. Um, but here comes, you know, the the big bad witch and Belichick. And if they're not ready. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be a lot of trouble. They have, they host the Patriots this week. Then they go to Tampa Bay. Um, Yuck. Yeah. If they like a Brady sandwich, (laughs) exactly. If they have 
two lo- two losses in those two games. Um, they're looking at wild card and um, yeah, I, depending on who they're matched up against, I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I think ideally they'd want the Chiefs, uh, but the Chiefs are, you know, they're looking like a new team now. So explain this uh, to me. You could fight your elite gridiron mind. Why is it that the Patriots with Mac Jones and then for 20 years, Brady, why is it they can have three no names, so to speak, at running back and be fined? But the Bills, who have a better quarterback than Mac Jones, they their running game gets blamed with Singletary and um, Moss and who's the other Brita. one? Yeah, Breida's there now. So why why doesn't that work for them? But it worked forever with the Patriots. Is I don't think that their offensive line sucks. What is it? No, they they. At least last year, they had one of the better offensive lines. I, I think they ha- have retained most of the same people this year. Um, I'm I'm not sure <laughs> why they can't get anything going. Um, they should be able to, definitely. Uh, Put it this way. If you, on Brady with the Bucks or Brady of Patriots of yesteryear, if you gave him Singletary, Moss, and Brita, he'd be fine. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I think they are too pass heavy or too pass focused. Oh, you're not allowed to uh, say that. You you can't ha- hey. you can't <laughs> the running you can't establish the run anymore. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. They they have this you know big sexy quarterback and Josh Allen that they want to you know profile and show his arm off, and they went and got Stephon Diggs last summer or two summers ago. And then, um, Emmanuel Sanders this summer, mm-hmm. uh, they have the emerging Dawson Knox, mm-hmm. uh, Beasley Beasley. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are set up to want to sling it. And I think they prefer to pass first and then, uh, run second. And only, only really war or only, avoids criticism if it's working like gangbusters because otherwise you i know the crowd there's certain crowds that want to hear it but you do you have to be able to run the football because Mm -hmm. it's it's elementary because it takes away it creates an element of surprise for when you do pass it's football 101 you don't have to do it 55 60 percent of the time like we did 40 years ago but you still have to be able to run the football it's all it's straightforward to me jason we took a long time talking there my man talk tell us about the bills yeah i I agree with it with you guys i mean it's it's the lack of running which they, they they didn't run it last year either, right? And that's when, I mean, really, I I, I mean, I know this because I had freaking Singletary in fantasy last year. <laughs> I had Moss this year, and neither one of them guys ever did anything, right? Uh, last year, they got away with it, probably a little bit more, kind of comparable to the year that Goff went nuts with the Rams. Um, yeah, you can only true. do it for one year. You can <laughs> only do that for one year and then it does not work anymore. It doesn't matter what team you are. Um, Kansas City's kind of going through that struggle a little bit as well. Um, but they, you have to be able to run the ball. It doesn't, I mean, and what this is doing, they could lose three out of their next four. And if they did, in fact, lose both games to the Patriots, they may not even make the playoffs. <laughs> they may not. Um, that could humble them and crush them, crush their soul so bad. Belichick has the capability to do that to teams. Oh, yeah. He's been doing it for a decade, two decades in that division. They know yeah. it. 
Um, so it, it's like, God, they, they could very well miss the playoffs. Um, and then if that happens, you know, earlier in the year, I was clamoring to, to, to lure in Brian Dayball as a coaching candidate and, and, you know, in Denver, and this isn't making him look good at all. Yeah. No, no, they, they, yeah, I think Wes, you nailed it is they, they're, they're too cute. They think they can throw the ball in a pass happy league, which works to an extent, but you have to keep teams guessing. You have to be able to get third and twos running the ball once in a while. And if it's pass, 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 you're just one dimensional. And yeah, and Jason said they got away with it last year. It's catching up to them because boom, people get to study you. And that's what they've done. So, and this is a theme I've been saying, just like the Titans, they're not garbage. They're not, they're not on a highway to hell. It's just, they have, they've looked shaky too many times. They don't get a pass. Like uh, when the Packers were awful in week one, they got a pass. Cardinals made that big blunder against the Packers on Monday night football. One of those primetime events, they get a pass, uh, but there's too many piling up for the bills losing to the Jacksonville. And they lost one two weeks ago. That was egregious. I don't even remember what it was. Well, and I know this isn't an NFC podcast right now, but I just used that Rams reference, right? Mm -hmm. Doff did it that one year, looked phenomenal. The next year, they didn't make the playoffs. And then then they get Stafford, Mm -hmm. and they tried to do it again to start the year, and it worked, but teams already saw this before with them. So (laughs) it wasn't much to adjust to what they were going to do. So that does not work. It will not work. Um the Bills never done done it before, but the Rams have, and the Rams are in dire straits too, which is crazy. Anyway, yeah. enough about the NFC. I, I learned everything I needed to learn about Jared Goff last year during the postseason when he had a bad finger or thumb or hand or something, and going into their game against the Seahawks, or maybe it was the week after that, between him and John Wolford or whatever the name was, mm-hmm. the sentiment was, well, maybe Wolford plays and it didn't matter. Nobody clamored for Goff to be back. It was like, oh, well, maybe this Wofford guy is better. And if you start to think that about such a young quarterback, highly paid young quarterback, then that guy probably ain't very good, especially on the biggest stage of them all in the playoffs. If, if, if your starter who makes 30 something million per year is just like, eh, do we really need him? If you start to feel that way, then he ain't the guy. And that's why he was shipped out of town to Detroit <laughs> unceremoniously. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Chargers, we're getting into the six and five teams. Uh, Chargers are the, the Jekyll and Hyde of the AFC. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. They always play close games. They always did that with Phil Rivers. Now they're always doing that with Justin Herbert. Um, they're another one that, gosh, they have the sizzle when you watch them. Like, ooh, this team can make some noise but they have five losses and we'll use the parcels slogan uh, of the record that there's no way to mitigate that. They're not the unluckiest team in the world. Could they get hot? Yes, but they just, they're too, too many losses right now for me to get excited about them. Um, they're not sunk either, but uh, I, I, they wouldn't be in my pecking order of Super Bowl contenders. Wes, the chargers. No, yeah, they they're not in um, my list of Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. Um, I think I read or heard somewhere today that Josh Allen has Josh Allen, the, or not Herbert. Josh, uh, Justin Herbert. Sorry, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, has the fewest or second fewest um, deep ball 
throws this year. Uh, most of the, most of his stuff is uh, short to intermediate uh, to Keenan Allen or to Austin Eckler. Um, earlier in the year, he was utilizing Mike Williams, and for whatever reason, uh, they've gone away from him in that regard. They have. Uh, Williams is their deep burner. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't really know what's happening with them on offense. I think defensively, they do have the pieces to potentially make a run in the playoffs, but uh, for some reason, they just seem broken to me. I, I just can't put my thumb on it. Yeah, they're they're hot and cold, and it's 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 weird. It's almost on a week to week basis. It feels like Jason, tell me about the team the Broncos just beat. Yeah, it's you know it's one of those teams where I thought it was I thought it was a good win from my team. I mean, to knock down a, a Chargers team, I don't think that they're bad. I think that they're mismanaging Herbert's strengths to what you said, Wes, and and it was reported, you know, the whole week leading up to that game about about that statistic that you just mentioned. And uh, which is really, really bizarre given the guy's, you know, arm talent and ability to get the ball downfield. So um, I didn't really, I, I tried to ignore that because I figured that that would be the game that he would do it in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's, they're, they're tough to, they're tough to pinpoint exactly how good they are. Did they beat the chiefs? I mean, they've had some yeah. good wins. Um it's really um I could see him in the playoffs and I could see him missing. Um one neither one would surprise me. They're in the boat that most six and five teams are, or even the Vikings, who we two of us know intensely. Um, like the Niners, Vikings, <laughs> healthy, healthy Mayfield and Browns, maybe the Colts. It's like because this season is so strange that you're convinced that this team can get hot and therefore go win it all. I think they're in that boat that they have the capability and roster to do it, but so far we haven't seen it, but there's still hope that in December, almost like the 2012 Ravens, they were only 10 and six. They started to get really good in like the second week in December and they won a Super Bowl. So I think that's the example. And I think the chargers fit right in that mold. The next team does not, at least not for me, it's the Raiders. I don't know what to make of them. They're strange Had a lot of turmoil, poor Derek Carr, so much turmoil. Um, <laughs> I, I do not think they, they're in the eighth seed right now. So it's not like they're uh, formidable, but they are six and five, just like the Broncos who we'll get to next. And if they do get into the playoffs, they will lose in the first game. You can book it. And I do not think they'll reach the postseason. Tell me about the Raiders, Jason. I, I don't think so either. Um, it's, it's, it's really incredible what they have been able to do though, mm-hmm. um, under the interim coach over there. And, um, the, the, the adversity that that team has gone through. And it's, I, I just, I think the season's already a win just because of it. Yes. Um, you know, for sure. Uh, I, they don't have the, they don't have the, the, uh, the horses to, 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 to get to the playoffs. And even if they don't, if they do somehow squeak in, because it could happen, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause we don't know really anything when it comes to the football season this year, we could try and guess, but I mean, you know, it, it's really being proven this year with so much parody. Um, man, it, I, I don't see it. I, I really honestly don't, but, but kudos to them. Yeah, they have in the face of adversity, they've remained relevant and that's all you can do when you lose 
your first round pick from the last draft or two drafts ago and your head coach. Yeah. Um, so they're there and even their offensive line looked like a mess coming into the season. And I think it's been mediocre. Uh, Wes, tell us about the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders um, without, and the, without Gruden, I, I think the team kind of lost a bit of their identity. Um, I, I don't know too much of the interim coach, but um, I, I just don't see them doing much of anything. I, I don't see them even, you know, making the playoff field. I, um, I think a Colts team has a better shot at securing that seventh seed or, you know, even possibly the Steelers for as much as I've, you know, bashed on them this year. Uh, they're a team that has experience in getting to the playoffs previously. So I, I could see them sneaking their way into the seventh seed. Um, I just don't see it from the Raiders. Uh, they're a team that I feel needs to go a different direction this offseason. One thing that they can hang their hat on is they do have some signature wins. They do have some big time wins. They beat the Ravens, one of their three losses. And then on Thanksgiving, they played that nail biter that we had some, uh, <clears throat> some relief that we got a good game after the bears and lions and they downed the Cowboys after a lot of penalties. Um, but they, they, they've, they've had some really good moments amid the chaos. All right. So the Denver Broncos six and five, I did not think they would beat the chargers. And they did. Um, it seems like every other week they find a way to surprise me <laughs> when, I, when I think they're dead to rights. They go shut out the Cowboys on the road <laughs> and then they do something dumb after that. Um, but then they went and beat the Chargers, a division division rival. And they're right there at six and five. Um, it's, it's hard to determine if Bridgewater has enough to get through two playoff games onto the AFC championship. I know his clutch gene says that he does. I know they have talent on defense to, to get there. They have more than enough talent on defense and then they have the offensive playmakers. So it's, it's kind of what I've, I've said habitually about them since August is that on paper, it's all up to Bridgewater. And he showed a lot of cojones and gut when he came back hobbled uh, to beat the chargers. And I, I'm, I'm still, Optimistic. I think they are a better football team than the Raiders. I would give them a chance to get further than the Raiders. And it's, it's for me, knowing Bridgewater, like the back of my hand, uh, I, I, there is in a universe where I can see him guiding the team a lot farther than one would think in the playoffs. It all comes down to what Fangio does with the defense, because he's just like Mike Zimmer. If you're going to invest in a defensive coach, then by God, you better have a top 10 or top five defense. And for the Vikings, they don't have that right now. I haven't checked the metrics on the Broncos, but I know that their defense is getting better. But I think that if they can, they can be in that Ravens mold. If the defense got really hot, and Bridgewater had some some Flacco energy. Um, that's probably music to your ears, Jason, but we we need the Broncos speech. Yeah, I was really impressed with the win against the Chargers, and, and, and they did it at home. It had to have been one of the better home victories we've had in, in a long time. And 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 you know, my my pessimistic view of the team has has somewhat shifted things. Things do feel a little bit different now. Um, we haven't played meaningful football 
since 2016 in December. Um, to be able to have an opportunity to go into Arrowhead on prime time. And if we could somehow sneak a victory from those chiefs. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. Seven, five, which we haven't beat in, in a, in a half a decade either. We haven't beat them in 10 games. So 2000, <laughs> I don't even know when the last time it was, but that would be just incredible. Now with Teddy, he is six and zero when the team gets out to a lead. Wow, zero and five if they fall behind. <laughs> so it's really he is. A, I mean, and somehow or another, and I watch every one of their games religiously, obviously, and they they don't they don't air the ball out like they probably should, like I would like them to do. They don't, you know. But but quietly though, Bridgewater is a top ten quarterback. Um, you have, you have two receivers on the team that are top 20, uh, 25 receivers with almost 700 yards apiece in Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. And then you got Judy who just came back and I don't know how they're getting these yards. I, I mean, I watch a game and it doesn't feel like they get any, but, but it's, it's just that they're there and their defense is finally coming around and starting to play like they're capable of. I think the addition of Kenny Young from the Rams before the Von Miller, Von Miller release has paid huge dividends. And I don't know. So like I, I mentioned it right when that happened too. if psychologically, the, the younger guys on the team were able to kind of pull together and step up as leaders and kind of fill a different role or avoid that, that they were maybe afraid or inferior to do while he was still on the team. Um, nobody is saying that Vaughn was bad for the team or a cancer for the team probably the exact opposite. I mean, love Vaughn Miller, but you never know. It just seems like once they got rid of him, um, it, it, something changed. I mean, they, they beat the Cowboys, Washington and chargers three out of the last four games, all three good quality wins. Um, so yeah, I like what they're doing. Uh, hopefully they can keep it going and hopefully they don't go into, I mean, to to arrowhead and lay an egg like we've seen him do i think for you and for national opinion and then probably the broad fan base i think that win in dallas changed everything i think it convinced you that all right all the optimism that i try to have was warranted this team the good version of it is alive in there somewhere because it is not an accident when you go beat somebody's ass on the road that has a borderline elite quarterback with Prescott. And so I really think even the tone of your voice, I think it changed after you saw that they were capable of that. Yeah. Oh, it did. It did. <laughs> it did. And then, but then when they were able to go then and do it in uh, against the chargers as well, that, yeah. I mean, you know, and then when they, cause they, cause right after that, they kind of laid an egg to, to, to uh, Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, so I, I'm just like, well, but then they came back and they got that, that, that victory over Washington at the time I was ready to chalk that one up as well. They was another team that they should have beat, but now Washington's one of the hotter teams in football. It seems. Yeah. They're getting a little bit more cohesive the Washington football team. I, I wouldn't say one of the hotter teams in football, but they're yeah. certainly on, on a, on a role that I'd like to be, have my team on you oh, know, yeah. similar to the yeah. Vikings or the, the Niners in your guys's division. I mean, you granted the Vikings lost, but it was up against the hot Niners team. Yeah. Wes, tell us about Denver. Rain on our parade or no? 
No, I, I like what I've seen lately from Denver. Um, even that Philadelphia loss, as, as you were just mentioning, Jason, it's Philly was a team that was on a rise until they ran into a divisional foe in, <laughs> Giants. in the Giants, which um, Jalen Hurts got hurt. And to what extent, I don't know. But from the highlights I saw during that game, there weren't many. Um, but yeah, the Broncos, they, you know, as you mentioned, three and uh, three out of the last four uh, victories. Um, they have games coming up against the Chiefs. They have two games to play the Chiefs. They have they host the Bengals, which would also be a um, one of those games. I think for the Bengals, where they're you know they could come out on fire. They could come out and lay an egg. Um, the the Broncos are an interesting study. I I really don't know fully what to think um what i've seen lately has been very promising um our group text hasn't seen a vic fangio or pat Shermer uh photo randomly tweeted uh <laughs> at different points of the day from jason which is a good sign so <laughs> yeah um yeah a uh, bewildered a bewildered fangio <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll be excited to see, you know, what kind of team they they put out there uh, over these last uh, six games. I mean, so you got to think, guys, don't you, though? I mean, as as a collective unit, as a Denver Bronco player who who none of them are really used to winning, as I've mentioned, the only player on the team that has ever won anything or ever been a part of a successful team was Vaughn Miller and Brandon McManus. But so now they're gone. All the players that they have now have never won. They've gotten used to losing. Do you think that 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 they can that this anything has changed within that organization's locker room psyche for those players? I mean, do you think that they are pumped for this game coming up, or oh, do yeah. you think that <laughs> yeah. the Chiefs are living in their head and they're like, well? No, yeah. not uh, <clears throat> no. It's it's a division rivalry game, which is quite obvious. And if, if that stats that stats true, ten straight losses at least that, that yeah, should be it's... even more incentive to get it right. And plus, it's time; it's overdue. Even if the Broncos were absolutely two and fourteen wretched for the last five seasons, they should have pulled out one against the Chiefs because that's what happens in division games. Yeah, so yeah. no, I don't think they're in their heads. I think that they're overdue. Well, and, here's the thing with it with that too to your point dustin and sorry to interrupt but every year they play them early and the chiefs become one of their early losses and then they find themselves at two and four or something like that and then they don't play them again until the end of the year by that point in time denver's playoff hopes are done right (laughs) so but now though they have an opportunity to take first place in the division yeah and the game got flexed to prime time yeah it's like Man, I wouldn't even want to know the emotions going through that team. Hopefully they come out guns ablaze. And if we can somehow steal this one, um, we got the Lions next week. We could somehow be sitting at eight and five. Holy crap. That's right. And I will tell you, I will say this until he's retired. Bridgewater has the stomach for this. 
he does. He may not be a pinball wizard putting points on the board, but in, in meaningful spots, especially down the stretch of games, he is as cool as it gets. He's a he cool is. cucumber. He's, yep. he's cool. Yeah, he's, he's a emotionless. He yeah. just kind of, he kind of like slow-mo, like everything goes in slow motion and it just clicks. Uh, he was the reason that the Vikings should have knocked off the Seahawks in the Blair Walsh game when he missed. Bridgewater led down the field. It was methodical. It was his second year. He was like 22 years old. And we're like, this is the guy we're building around. And so I, 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 I see it in the statistics too. When I, when I narrow down the metrics to late game situations in the close, he's money. Then he may not be a uh, 38 touchdown per season dude, uh, but you know, many aren't, but when the game's on the line, he is usually pretty damn good. Yeah. I'm certainly hoping for it. I mean, Marquette's never seen a, a live Denver victory. So <laughs> yeah. what a good one it would be if you could see it this. Oh, time. hell yeah. yeah. All right. We're, let's do one word. Yes or no's on these final uh, teams nipping at the heels of the seventh seed. Um, will this team make the playoffs West? Yes or no? The Colts. Yes. Oh boy. Uh, Jason, yes or no on the Colts? Yes. Wow. You guys are bold i say no what am i missing here oh by the way we didn't even get to the whoa 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 two weeks ago you guys stared me on the zoom screen face and told me that the chiefs and the ravens would both lose and i thought you guys were nuts and they both won so i want that documented (laughs) and it wasn't even lamar didn't even play that game against the bears and they still squeaked it out uh all right so you guys i i am no on the colts Uh, i think that's because the broncos or the chargers sneak in instead uh the steelers five five and one jason yes or no no nope wes yes or no nope Nope. Let's hope that they have a loss next week against the Vikings on Thursday night football. Oh, another uh, confusing one. Uh, Poor Browns. Wes, the Browns, six and six. Yes or no? No. And this is all this is going to do is make the Baker Mayfield uh, contractual conversations all the more awkward uh, because he's playing hurt and, you know, he's trying to do the gunslinger thing and doesn't appear to be working. Uh, Jason, yes or no on the Browns? Nope. And I only bring this one up because Wes and I were at the 49ers Vikings games waiting for it to kick off. And Wes turned to me and said, Miami has won. I can't remember how many straight games, but they found themselves at five and seven. In theory, if they finish out the season strong, they could get to 10 and seven or nine and eight. If and two is starting to look pretty good, nobody really cares about that quite yet. And he's doing it in spite of a trashy offensive line. Um, but they deserve to be in this conversation because they're five and seven. Uh, Jason, Miami, yes or no? Uh, I just think they got off to to a God. It's either yes or no, right? No. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's definitely no for me, but they've they've shown building blocks, especially for the quarterback for for next year. Because they have won like four in a row. Is it? Is that what it is? Four in a row now? Yeah. And and Miami always plays New England tough. Mm-hmm. Remember that too. Oh yeah, they have won four in a row. That's what you were saying, Wes. Uh, Texans, yeah. Ravens, Jets, Panthers. Uh, yes, uh, there is like a notorious. I don't know if it's a stat or just a a vibe that when the Brady led Patriots go to Miami, it's never pretty for some really weird reason. Uh, yes or no on the Dolphins, Wes? Gonna have to go no. I, I want to go yes, but the early season follies for this team with all the injuries, I, I just. It's going to be, I think, too tough of a hill to to climb over for them. Yeah, it's it's too big. It is. It's five and seven. 
Um, if this was six and six, it'd be a different story because we just talked about a bunch of six and six teams. But the AFC has too many decently good teams right now, and they did the damage to themselves too early on, um, chiefly because, again, their offensive line sucks and uh, Tua just needs time to mature. But I'm thankful for his sake because there was, I mean, Sean Watson still might be traded there, but there was a vibe and it drives me insane. We talked about it with Hertz about a month and a half ago that when a rookie quarterback isn't that great, then we're like, oh, Tua ain't any good. And it's like, oh my God, you got to wait. <laughs> Oh, it, it, it's it's beyond maddening. Um, so, all right, gentlemen, that was our AFC chat. Hopefully next week we'll talk about the Vikings being right back in and after a win over the Lions in the NFC, and we'll see if the, uh, the monsters of the NFC win. That is the Packers, Cardinals, Rams, Bucks, allegedly the Cowboys. And did I forget one in there? I can't remember if I forgot, I forgot a biggie in there. God, the Rams, man, they need to win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, we'll just have another OBJ meltdown, which I'm here for. Yeah. Could you imagine if you, I said this before, but could you imagine if you were a Rams fan? It's one thing when our teams lose, right? We can make up excuses and reasons why. If you're cheering for that team and that, the young, cool coach and all these sexy players, and they're just losing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with with no draft help on the way, none, none. Nope. Well, they had a second and a third last uh, next year, but they gave that to us. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep, no, they're the only team like in professional sports that says no, we don't need these draft picks. <laughs> so. All right, gentlemen, we'll be back in seven days to talk about the NFC, and that's all we got tonight. And peace, adios, later, later, See you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.